Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, I always ask, how you doing? Um, we're recording this on, was it Wednesday, July 28th? So that means both of our teams have reported to training camp, and there was a certain quarterback for one of our teams that was there, so I bet you're fine. Probably pretty good. I'm doing all right. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think that I've uh, I've been doing better at any point in the last like six months. So, so now that it's confirmed that he's playing this year, yeah. How, like, for real here? How nervous were you actually? I on a scale of one to ten, ten being you're literally shitting yourself. One, never, never a doubt. Um, I'd probably say I was putting on kind of. A uh, a facade of confidence for most of this. You and, like, fooled no one. <laughs> I so I was probably like a a six out of ten not worried. I still believed that he would come back. I wasn't lying about my belief. Okay, but I was projecting like a nine confidence, and I was like a six or like a four in scaredness. I guess. Okay. Yeah. It. I mean, when all the news started breaking, you know, there was the Rappaport tweet that he was coming back and people were tracking his plane. I mean, all kinds of shit was going down and I, I didn't like, I didn't let myself believe it for like a few hours. Like you'll, right. if you look at my Twitter, which don't, um, but if you do, <laughs> you'll see there's a, there's a pretty significant gap between, you know, when the news breaks and when I start commenting on it, because my superstitious nature, I thought for sure that the second I start taking victory laps, it's going to all fall apart right in front of me. Well, and and that that leads right into it. So obviously we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um we're going to spend before we get too deep into it, training camp started this week. So we we're, we're wanting to talk about kind of stories going into each of our teams story camp or into our training camps. Obviously the Packers had a little more drama in there. Mine is just like who's, you know, who's the starting line, all that kind of stuff, who's standing out. Normal Fucking normal boring. Normal things that you have in White training bread. camp. So obvious, like, but there are still stories. Um, so obviously, we're not going to bury the lead here. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers first, um, just because it's it's it was a whirlwind of a weekend. But it all happened Monday and now Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. So it it what it really started was um, last Saturday. Uh, I was at the Saints game here in St. Paul, and I saw a notification that the that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both post on their stories. Oh my god! A picture of I had a couple issues here with this. Like I post a picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, and you know, signifying last dance. The last dance, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, great document, uh, documentary series that came out. I think it was, when was that? That was during COVID. Yeah, it was yeah. during COVID. So was, I think it was early 2020, early half of that. Um, maybe, well, maybe like May. I don't know. Either way, great, great 10 part series, uh, talking about Michael Jordan, his and Scottie Pippen's their last run with the Bulls like, with a huge issue, you know, with the GM there. I, I, it's a whole other thing. So, it Clearly, was a weird comparison to make. Uh, yeah. I so I mean, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that they have not won 
you know, six championships or whatever. Like they haven't won any together. No, not not not, not, not six. That is correct. They haven't won any together. They I, haven't even been to one together. I checked the math. That is correct. <laughs> um, and also like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen weren't like best friends. Like they, ah, like, but they were Batman and Robin. I mean, they, they were, were they, they were, were Batman were, and Robin. But I feel like. Like Devonte and Rogers like each other. They're not. Ba- Devonte <laughs> doesn't. Devontae's better friends. If we're going friends, yeah. he's better friends with Derek Carr. No. Yes, he is. No. That's his college quarterback. That, you, have you seen the comments about that? They were they were roommates. Like they were they were actually they were actually friends. He obviously loves Rogers because, well, he produces. Yeah, but so I mean, it's a working but they're relationship. Better friends than like Jordan. I don't and see them hanging out in the off season. No, I don't see them, but like, there's a certain kind of thing where I think it was back in the day. It was Rogers, Jordy, Cobb, and then Devonte was like pretty young at the time, and you're still you know, dropping balls at that stage. Yeah, but they had like all the they were talking about you know one eight seven and all this stuff. And granted, that was more the receivers than with Rogers, but I mean, like, there's still some animosity between Pippen and Jordan. Like they're not ah. BFFs. There's a little something something there, but it's just it's never going to be the same. Like I don't know saying yeah. that that they're the Jordan Pippen like that it doesn't it doesn't work yeah <laughs> it clearly doesn't but, work but then and then regardless I mean it it doesn't work and just to get my own perspective I mean I got I got text about this after it happened and I I realized my reaction I was I was right on the verge of turning on Aaron Rodgers and that's something that's not easy for me to say no I sent texts that because I mean that is that is a, a childish move, I think it's fair this to say. This whole offseason has been a childish move no, from everyone. I don't, I don't begrudge him for oh. having grievances with the organization and yada, 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 which he talked about at length today. I'm sure we'll get if into. If I have to hear more about Jake fucking Kumaro being cut because that he had a good training. A he had a good training camp and yeah. that was it. Yeah. He had a really he nice He was really Wednesday. good. He'd be in the league still. Yeah, well, maybe maybe they discriminated on him no. because of his hair. No, that's looking for a fight. That's just that's what that is. Yeah, but I mean, I don't I don't disparage him his his grievances that are kind of at the center of things. But when you start cryptic tweeting and doing you know cutesy crap on social media and stuff like that, and it's like this was at the very end of a months and months and months period of time where. He said absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And now that things, you know, were kind of on the other side of that tunnel, I do appreciate that there wasn't this public pissing match. But when you start doing stuff like that, you're getting into that territory. And I'm like, dude, do you want to be here? Do you not like, like, just, just say what's going to happen. Cause if he really wanted out, he could have gone to a million outlets with a friendly microphone and said, it's not working. My time there is done. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, they called Julio and, it, you know, jury's still on that one, but he was like, "Yeah, I'm out of there." Like, and then you have to get rid of him. You can't, you know, you can't keep Aaron Rodgers after he says, "Yeah, I do not want to be here. I want to be somewhere else." Like publicly on the record, you can't do that. And he didn't do it. So, so. Um, I'm going to read just a series. So obviously, when this happened, um, the the tweets came from your favorite journalist. Adam Schefter. No, um, the tweets came from Rappaport. No, but he had the full details of the what was hap- like what everything was going on, like the full story. Oh, well. he it, it was it was credited to Rappaport for breaking it, but Schefter got the whole what what the deal's entailing. Well, no one accumulates information like Adam fucking Schefter. <laughs> so, so, so the initial one was um, Packers are offering concessions and are close to an agreement that would bring Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay for at least this season. Sources tell ESPN. Deal is not done, but it is close. More on NFL Live at 4. This is on uh, Monday. So 
followed it up and saying, over the past weekend, the two sides were able to reach mutually agreed upon terms that are close to convincing Aaron Rodgers to abandon plans. He had to skip training camp and instead to return for it. Keyword there, plans to skip training camp, not the season. Yeah. So uh, concessions do not include more money per sources. Then he followed that one up with the new agreement, once finalized, would help set up Aaron Rodgers' departure for Green Bay after this season, per sources, because he's still locked in for three more seasons, I believe. Um, the twenty they comments the twenty twenty three year in Aaron Rodgers' contract, the last one of his current deal, would be voided with no tags allowed. So no, they can't franchise tag him to keep him around in the future. Per sources like that, the, how the Bears have been doing with Allen Robinson, and. Yeah, play, da- how Dak was that. being having, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Packers would agree to review Aaron Rodgers' situation at the end of the season per sources. Uh, the last one was Aaron Rodgers' contract would be adjusted with no loss of income this year uh, to give the Packers more cap room now. Uh, mechanisms would be in, put in place to address Rodgers' issues with the team. So, meaning that, the, I, what to me it sounds like, it's a whole lot of like, we promise that we'll we'll talk about this next. You know, it, it's it's kicking the can down the road a little bit, and I think that you know, in terms of kind of the situation that exists today, obviously, best case scenario was that it never got to this point. You know, better communication, a whole host of issues that you know you could have nipped in the bud early. But given where we are right now, I feel like this is probably the best outcome for both sides because. I, you know, Rogers said in his press conference today, it's not about the money. He reiterated that a bunch never of times. Has been. And it never I'd has hope been. not because they routinely made him the highest paid when he gets a new extension. Yeah. And there were all these there there were all these reports about, you know, Rogers turns down deal to make him the highest paid because it wasn't about the money. It was about, you know, kind of cultural, you know, grievances and things like that with the team. And so he doesn't need to get paid more. He wants, you know, a little bit more control over his own destiny. You know, and not being locked into a contract for three years, well, he does not. Don't sign the extension. Don't sign that term. Yeah. You have to. He agreed to that extension. And if these are if these are issues that go back to, I'm sorry, in his press conference when he said when Charles Woodson was gone, when he was let go, and like Peppers and like all these old guys yeah, yeah. were let go. That is a long ass time. That is yeah. several con- deals gone. So it's like, I don't know. It's. But I think that that demonstrates that you know he has these problems and he wanted to bring them to light and kind of he brought them to light in a way that could not be ignored and he didn't even bring you know he was having conversations before the news broke about you know issues with the Packers the news broke he didn't leak it he maintains that and uh, it was just. It was never the kind of thing that he wanted to air out, but this was done in a way so that the front office had to take notice of those issues, even if they date back a long time. I don't think he ever seriously wanted to get shopped somewhere else. I don't think he wanted to retire. He said in his press conference that he like seriously contemplated retiring and decided against it. And I mean I I take him at his word on that. I think he probably considered it, but it's like I've been saying for, you know, weeks and months now. If you're a superstar quarterback in the NFL, your brain doesn't work like that. You know, like you you have a competitive streak and an edge in there and you love football so much that there's no way that you can come off of an MVP season one game away from the Super Bowl and think, 
all right, whatever. I just, I got to hang it up now because, you know, I have grievances with the way some of my friends were released from the team. It just, it was never going to happen. He was never going to opt out the, the COVID deadline in July. I mean, that didn't make any sense either. So I just, I come back to, I think this is what's best for the team because it leaves the door open for potentially two more years. It's definitely one more year, potentially two. I mean, if they go out and win a Super Bowl, I bet he's not leaving. He might but, retire at that point. Yeah, he might. He might. But I mean, he's he's no spring chicken, you know. Yeah. He's, and he's then, up there. And then worst case scenario, you know, I mean, Jordan Love is going to have to start a football game at some point <laughs> yeah. in his fucking career. So I, I just feel like the longer we go without seeing him in a game, the worse well, it's going to be. We're going to see him in like well, preseason yeah, yeah, this in, year. Which you is, know, it, in God. next week we're going to see him. Yeah. So uh, we because of last year we couldn't. There was no preseason. So. Or preseason. Uh, hey, if yeah, training camp tweets are anything to go off of, he is the worst and best quarterback in the history of football. So, um, I yeah, I just think that the my my take is that the situation of him coming back and the concessions, what it didn't sound like really any. It seemed like a lot of just promises that could be very empty. Yeah, and a year from now, that is a win for the front office they got their guy like okay oh, we, he, we he definitely we blinked. solved that yeah. one yeah but but the press conference that he had today was an absolute was was all in favor of aaron Rodgers. well he, obviously well, he's telling that the, story the little the slip that you i don't know if you heard where he I said I, he's like i love you know i love the teammates i love the the fans like he started to say organization he said or and then he said the fans like that's I don't know I if that like was he in, said the organization like four other no times no but that. no li- literally look at the clip where he says uh, I love th- I love the players here I love the or and then he cuts himself off and then he says the f- and I love the fans like he stopped at that did you watch the whole thing or did you watch yes. that clip no I watched the okay. whole thing but I mean what, he clearly still has issues with the front no office, I know you know but, like that's, that's what I'm saying result, like is that but, what. It was that might have been a little little bit of a slip on his part or intentional. I don't know. Either way, there are yeah. if if you leave this situation thinking all is well, we're good, everything's fine, you're a moron. No. Like that's like and, this, and all it just is pushed. not well. It's that's, just delayed. It's yeah, just, that's why I, I prefaced it by sweep under the rug where, for yeah, a little bit. You know, where we are now, this is the best outcome I think anyone could have realistically hoped for yeah. in terms of him staying in town at least another year. Potentially, maybe even a year after that, who knows? But but the bill will come due at some point. No, and it will. And I think that I, I really enjoyed his press conference too, just because. I mean, he was detailed and he seemed pretty open and honest. I mean, obviously, you know, he's going to deliver it, it his side like a of guy the story. That's not planning to stick around that much longer, so he's just like. It's funny how it. two different people with two different uh, opinions can hear the same press conference and think wildly different things i don't know i mean like he he was he's never been this opening candid so that's what i'm saying like well he, i think that after like five months like, of silence it was kind of overdue you I, know? it just seems like someone that's like leaving an employer soon they're like i don't care about the well-being of this after i'm gone as much or it's like i you know I think if, he was if trying I'm to explain the wrong way, to the fans where all the drama came from because on some level he's got to know that it has been not fun for all of us and I, I don't agree with these people, but there are a good chunk of Packer fans who are not happy with him at all ab- about either. the entire thing. I would be mad at both. But like, I mean, you, yeah, I, it's frustrating. It's a I would frustrating put myself in the mad at both, but I definitely 
that I mean, there are some there there are the shut up and play kind of people that I don't you know really really empathize to, with. To a point, I I see the val I see the you know a reasoning behind that. Like I understand yeah. to I, I understand where they're like you're wanting certain guys that you want to throw the ball to and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. like when he started going on the tail, uh, the talking about all the players cut or not resigned. Yeah, I mean, he had a list of names. Ready. What I do have to say though, to that, maybe it wasn't ever an issue that you couldn't retain those players because their price was too expensive. Like that, that he, was he's never, he's never taken team friendly deals. And so like, yes, he's been justly paid. He has earned every dollar he's earned got from the Green Bay Packers from his play, but you have a direct impact when you have the highest paid contract. Who you can retain? Yeah, but he also had examples like Jordy and Peppers that were willing to take a pay cut and were shown the door anyway, pretty unceremoniously. And yeah, I think that there are certain things like like Cobb. You know, he went out to the Cowboys and was overpaid to go be there. Yeah, he did not produce to level that contract. And that was his market price. And I think to a certain extent, I mean, I don't know if there's much the front office could have done there, but there were other guys. Uh, Jordy was willing to take a cut. But Jordy, then you we saw him in Oakland. He was terrible. Yeah, because he's in a new offense at the end of his I'm, career with yeah. a substantially worse quarterback, a substantially worse offense in general. I mean, I don't think that you can say that he wouldn't have been more productive. Now, and he wasn't going to be the Jordy to, of old. To be but. fair, to be fair, Dallas did get some good I mean 828 yards from Randall Cobb in when they had him and three only three touchdowns but coming off of stretches yeah, no. that was his best year since 2015 yeah do, so I, I'm I'm gonna pivot to Randall Cobb is still good very shortly so just just hold on but I was just saying that he was demanding a market price at that contract that was something that the Packers were not willing to pay especially because that was kind of that time was where Devontae they paid Adams him one year was, five million dollars only did they really? A one-year, $5 million contract. How much do the Texans pay? Do you have that? The Texans, three-year, 27. That's what you're thinking of, I think. Mm. Three-year, 27. So nine, nine a year. So the 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 fact that, the, okay, that that's what drives me a little crazy there. Then the Packers couldn't fork over $5 million. So, yeah, but now you're arguing both sides. You're saying that Rodgers, you know, needs to take team-friendly deals. No, but, but also it's... the organization is just kind of booting guys out the door, and it's a business, and I get it. But I think Rodgers does have... A point. I'm that, not saying neither is more. I'm just saying it's it's both at fault there. Yeah. Like Rodgers can, you know, be upset about these players not being, you know, retained or unceremoniously shown the door or whatever. But at the same point, you can make the, from the front office's point of view saying yeah. like, well, we're giving you all this money. We only have so much to go around and we want to invest this into the younger guys. Yeah. Not these old ones. Yes, they've done so much for our team, but you pay the guy who he's going to be, not who he was. Yeah. That's well, always how it's been. And a reporter be. in the press conference asked Rogers about, you know, some of these, some of these examples you've given, yeah, like, you like Mike been Silverstein wrong. or something. I think yeah. his name is. And Rogers did say, you know, he doesn't want, you know, complete control over the roster. He wants input and they're not even asking him for input. Now it's, you know, you can't, speculate soundly about you know if he got input and they then they ignored him would that be better probably not but it's still you know he's not asking to like you know be the franchise owner in madden here and like you know move all the players around whatever he wants but they're not including him on any of these decisions coaching hires you know matt lafleur he was just told about after the fact stuff like that so i think he definitely has some legitimate grievances i'm really happy he's back i'm really happy 
that uh, part of that deal sounds like, and I think it's all but confirmed now, you know, the contract details, uh, trading for Randall Cobb, just because I love Randall Cobb. Like, he's one of my favorite Packers, I think, like, going back in history. He has so many, like, vintage moments. Like, I love Jordy, too, but I can't really remember a ton of, like, specific Jordy touchdowns. A lot of Jordy's was... He just had the chemistry. He had the, and, the and mind it was the, the deep double move, and yeah. then you cut and or, make the or safety it, fall Or down. it's getting the you know defense to jump off sides, and then he's the one that catches the touchdown. Yes, but like there are there are Randall Cobb like Randall Cobb's first play in the NFL was a kick return for a touchdown. Like that's just cool stuff, and it was like an extra weird one where he like did a like a flip in the air, and John Coon caught him and like put him back on the ground. It was it was insane, and he's got you know I mean Bears Bears fans in shambles right now because Randall Cobb is. The boogeyman for them, even when he wasn't, you know, that was like his last season. I think was that uh, that seventy yard touchdown to win the game against them when Rodgers got hurt. Um, yeah, so I think I'm, that was his last one. Though. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm super happy about that. I think he's going to be kind of a cool mentor role too for Amari Rodgers because they're basically you know the same archetype of player. Well, they they I don't know if you saw that, but um, Cobb's Ra- dad. No, yeah, Randall. Yeah. No, Randall Cobb was coached by Amari Rodgers' dad. Or, oh yeah, that's what it. Yeah. Is. So like uh, you, you so they're know. like already kind of buds. They already know, each, they other. know each other. Yeah, and so I think that's gonna be really cool. I definitely don't think he makes the team worse. I mean, there's a debate to be had about how effective he can be right. these days, but he doesn't have to be the one. He doesn't even have to be, you know, the two. It's kind of gonna be interesting to see how the wide like, receiver court kind of sorts itself out after this. Well, I feel like he's gonna come in. He'll, I don't know. I I see him getting two or three touchdowns, if that, and like. 400 yards just because of how saturated that position is like in a, in I say that in you have clearly Devonte Adams, who's the clear and far away. Number one, you don't really have Lazard is the two on the, I know, but like, but you, but, but on every other, most other teams, he's not a two. No. So it's like where you don't really have a two. So you have a bunch of guys that are like, they can come in for spots, have some moments, but they're not going to give you consistent play especially over a course of 17 games. The question no one is asking is, how does Equinemius feel about this? Hey, apparently he had a great catch today. I don't know. I saw that. Like oh. I, was, I was looking. I was trying to like look at camps and stuff about what's who's popping out in the first couple of days. Mm-hmm. Someone said, like, Rodgers threw a great floater and Equinemius made a diving catch in the end zone. It's like, wow. I made a comment that was like, how could it be a great floater if it caused his receiver to dive for, I don't know. You, ne- you never, I don't know. know. I'm it's, like, it's the it's, training camp paradox. Yeah, I'm like, I don't understand. Everything is dramatic. I feel like it can't be that great if he had a dive, but I, usually a dive is like, I mean, I, I wish Equinemius well. I hope <laughs> that that training camp diving catch, uh, washes out his NFC championship game, two point conversion drop that I will never forget. And that's all I have to say about that. But yeah, I don't know. I like I like the Randall Cobb thing. And then kind of my last note in relation to, you know, the Packers, the Rodgers news and all that stuff. There's a problem with the Green Bay Packers that I have lots of problems. Acutely, no, there's only one. There's only <laughs> one singular problem. There's never been any other problems. <laughs> and the problem is that there's a lack of urgency in terms of, you know, win now mentality. They are more focused on kind of being a quote unquote successful franchise, which is long sustained success, but not necessarily, you know, you don't break the piggy bank to buy a candy bar because then you don't have any money left. Like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a good example where they went out 
And they had a great draft last year, which really helped them too. But they made moves. They brought guys in. They brought in Antonio Brown and Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and all these guys. And they ended up getting a ring out of it. And they're probably going to be in a bad place with their cap and stuff like that in a couple years. And teams do that all the time. But if you win a Super Bowl... It's worth it. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. And the Packers it. have never been that kind of team. No. They have never been aggressive in free agency. They've never It's too they're 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 an old school yeah, they, method. They've stuck with coaches yeah. way longer than they should have and defensive coordinators and all kinds of stuff. And so hopefully I'm just hoping for one perfect year of like win now because everybody knows that they're you know there is it's almost midnight a huge chance that this is the last year with Aaron Rodgers like it's it's more than likely the last year with Aaron Rodgers and if that doesn't light a fire under you I don't know you know I don't know what to tell you and so that's my hope that you know we can transition to a win now and if it doesn't work out and it doesn't work out and Rodgers goes somewhere else it's gonna hurt me but you know almost all great quarterbacks end up somewhere else for the last couple of years and yep. we'll see you know, I got Jordan Love memes queued up. I had them ready just in case before this happened. They're they're back in the you know in the in the folder in the back of my computer now, and I'll I'll bring them out later. But you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I just really hope that they can you know get some get some pep in the step here and try and you know win one at the end, the last dance, so to oh, speak. You know, I just remembered. I guess you guys technically have Devin Funchess. Yeah, no, he's for sure cut. There's no way he's he not. He, he didn't do anything in the offseason when he took a year off. No, he took a year off. He didn't do anything, <laughs> and he's back. He's in training camp now. But like, he like he we, he he didn't get paid a dollar last year because he opted out. I remember last. I mean, you could look back to episodes. Yeah, I'm how sure. excited you were with Devin. I was. Oh, I, mean, I was middlingly well, excited. Well, let's, as let's excited as you can be because your team never does anything, especially yeah. receiver. Oh no, Funchess was a big fish for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, and he's older and like his his archetype of receiver is something that's already kind of filled with MVS and Lazard, like the bigger body kind of guy. Yeah. And, and he's not as fast as MVS. And no. I don't think he's kind of as quick as Lazard is. And he's not as good at run blocking. I mean, I, if I were him, I, w- I wouldn't unpack too much because I, I don't think I don't think it's a happy ending for Devin Funches. <laughs> Damn, any, damn shit. R.I.P. anyone that bought a Devin Funches jersey with his signing oh, last year. There's a guy out there. I'm sure there there's might be one a couple. Guy. I, oh, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I'm just trying to think, like, I, who did we... No, Michael Pierce is the only one that really opted out that we signed, and he's for sure back. I mean, he got he actually got the... Let's pivot to the Vikings. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to talk about yeah. your wild free agency <laughs> so, signing? Well, we've had a couple. I don't know. You're going to make fun of Randall Cobb, and you guys are in the streets over D.D. Westbrook over here. That's to a receiver three when like we don't really need it. It's really for a punt You don't return. need a receiver three? Everyone needs a receiver three. No, you don't. Who was your receiver three before this? How effective was our offense still without it? Yeah, but like, who was it last year? We never year? do that. We never go... We're never going to have three receivers out there. We usually have Thielen and Jefferson... And we have Dalvin, and then we, have, we usually go with two tight end set, a 22. Big Irv. Yeah, bit Ir- Irv, and it was Rudolph. Now it's going to be Irv and Conklin. And so it's like, I, I don't know. It just, it's not always needed. It's great for you're like, oh shit, we're down by a fuck ton of points and we have to throw it all the time. But like, we, I don't know. There were a couple guys that we thought, but it's really the D.D. Westbrook signing is for punt return, which 
desperately need. Granted, early word is that KJ Osborne has been who we did draft last year for that role specifically. Mm-hmm. He has made some serious improvements this offseason. Like he has been everyone's saying like he is really looks like he put in work this offseason, which is good. You want that in a young guy, especially one that had some fuck ups where he had some muff punts. It's like we drafted you for your ability to I remember that Titans game. to return punts. Yeah, that was tough. Um, I have a feeling that Chad Beebe, he he ain't gonna make it. Um, guys, uh, BC, B- BC will. I yeah. think he's gonna make. I think he'll probably make it just because he can do more physically than Chad Beebe can. What about Laquan Treadwell? No, <laughs> long gone. <laughs> um, no. So the early stages of it. Obviously, our biggest issue, our biggest question mark is gonna be. Offensive line, who plays where and when. Um, we know the O line of the future uh, should be Darisaw on left tackle, Cleveland at left guard, Bradbury center, uh, Wyatt Davis, uh, rookie from Ohio State that we got as a steal in like the fourth round, which is crazy because at one point in the season he was way up on the boards, um, which I was happy about that. I mean, I was bummed that it was like, well, we're probably not going to get him. All those guys protecting uh, Kellen and then and then Brian O'Neill on the right tackle, um, who's already rising up as one of the better right tackles in the NFL. Which is, I'm so glad we didn't shift him because if he's if he's naturally great at right tackle, leave him there. Just get a guy that's naturally with left tackle, which Darisaw is. He's an actual left tackle. Uh, Darisaw hasn't been there for the first couple of days because of surgery he had in the off season, but. Uh, uh, Oli Udo has been stepping up, who has been kind of a rotational lineman that comes in. Uh, he's been at left tackle, and he's sh- you know showing that he can actually play left tackle, which is nice because we you can it's always never, good to see that in a left tackle. Yeah, yeah. You, you, well, he's not he's not <laughs> naturally a left tackle. He's moved or he's played a lot. He's been like our you know we need to play guard. He's we can a, put him at guard. You know he's young, but like. He has a, a lot of potential, yeah. so you, so <laughs> it's nice to have depth, obviously. And um, we've been then having Ezra Cleveland at left guard, Garrett Bradbury, and then um, oh, I'm sorry, no, Udo was right guard. So it was Rashad Hill who who's been taking the left tackle. Who's he's gonna be the backup? Like Darisaw, it's his position. I really want to see Wyatt Davis more, but I'm okay, I guess with. You know, if he's not a day one starter, um, but if he's not the starter by, I don't know, a couple weeks into the season, like Cleveland was a couple years ago, then I'll be like, what the fuck's happening? Um, I'm very interested in your offensive line. Like the Vikings have two problems, right? Mm-hmm. Defense kind of like, I don't know. There's, it's more complicated on defense, but offensive line is kind of a simple problem. But there's these two problems. Interior, and you guys, interior in the offensive, like yeah. that's what's been killing us. Yeah, but so you have these like these problems, and you guys clearly took steps to fix it. Oh, we we've drafted. And now it's like we have a yeah. first round pick at left tackle. We are a first yeah first rounder at left tackle, first rounder at center. We're gonna have a uh, fourth rounder who should have been a second rounder at right guard and a second rounder at right tackle. So yeah. it's like, and, oh, and a, and a second rounder at left guard in Ezra Cleveland. So it's like, we've invested. We we have a very young future line, which is great. I'm just hoping that they can continue to make the development. almost Like similar to how, I remember how awful the Cowboys line was for so long. Mm-hmm. And then like in the Romo years. Yeah. And then when they 
when they got Dak and Zeke, like their line at that point with like Travis Frederick, um, Martin, um, I am blanking on their names, but they were, I mean, they were the best offensive line for a couple seasons. And then injuries started happening to some of them and they got shipped off and, you know, is what it is. But they, like, they invested. It's the same thing with the Colts right now. They've invested in that. And you guys invested. And I'm just curious to see, like, it's like a like a like a paper airplane. Like you, you could throw it and it could just go like straight down, yeah. or it could be really good. Yeah. And there's it's hard to tell. And I'm very curious, like what happens because I know offensive line has been an issue for you guys. Oh, for, for quite sure. a while since since we have had. I mean, really, since it, I've paid close enough attention to had, the Vikings, we haven't had a phenomenal offensive line from a pass protection standpoint since the Favre NFC Championship game yeah. season. That year, that offensive line was sweet, but we haven't really had that. We've had some glimpses here and there. Obviously, AP rushing for over two thousand yards, but that's a run blocking. That's a different. That's anyone that appreciates offensive line can see they are two wildly different types of blocking. They're they're wildly different, and there. I mean, there's a there's an AP factor to that as well. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But you also need to have there are draft prospects or Mm -hmm. line prospects that excel in run blocking and ones that excel in pass blocking. You can get find the unicorn like a Quentin Nelson that are just phenomenal in every facet of blocking, mm-hmm. but they yeah, go the, number the three. Bakhtiaris of the world. It's different as a guard, as a tackle. Tackles yeah, are you're more. You just have to be an anchor and just be able to push off of that and be quick enough for spins. Mm-hmm. Guards they have to require. I mean they they need to be guard like NFL mass. guards. NFL guards are probably some of the most. Like athletic players, there actually are in in a pure oh, athleticism. That's a very football guy sentence you just said. It, hey, it, hey, hey, I am he, a football guy. He's the most important player on the field right now. He's wearing <laughs> no, number seventy seven. Yeah. You know, it, guards are more like in the sixties. Come on, um, <laughs> and, and so they can be number one this year. Yeah. You don't know. I, no, they no. I don't think they can. Guards can't. No, just They're like offensive linemen can't. No, no, they still have restrictions. What the hell? <laughs> All the receivers get to be whatever number they want. Receivers, receivers, running backs, kickers, defensive backs, and quarterbacks. And and guards and are punters. like, can I, can I be fifty? Can no, be single digit. You can't. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I think I'm I'm excited about that. That's obviously our biggest question mark. Uh, defensively, we made a lot of acquisitions. Uh, Xavier Woods, Patrick Peterson. Uh, Bashad Breland, Mackenzie Alexander, even though we know who he is, we've already had him. Um, yeah, that guy sounds familiar. Yeah, he phenomenal slot corner because who knows with, with Jeff Gladney that's still up in the air, open investigation. It's funny that we give him – we shifting gears really quickly, we give him an ex, like an Are we going to do Gladney talk? Okay, yeah. Well, we have, we're not like finding him because right now he's not at camp because mm-hmm. of there's – an ongoing domestic violence investigation. Yeah, that's which tends to be something yeah, you should go to. Keep them keep them away from the team. Like just let him let that get figured out what's happening, whether he's going to be actually on the roster or not. I don't know. I don't think he will be with all these acquisitions. I think he will be cut. Um it's not looking great. No. But ver- uh, on the flip side, guess who was at camp today at practice? Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Yeah, was that yeah, I saw that. That's fucked um, up. I don't like that at all. He's there because he doesn't want to be fined like $50,000 every day, which, yeah. But um, Texans, give him an, an absence. Like, you can give out excused absences for him not being there because there are 
an ongoing sexual assault investigation against us. 22 of them, I believe. Like, the Texans have no shot at being good this year, but that alone, like, I mean, that's so bad for our locker room. It's very weird. Like, everyone's like, what do we do? How do we interact with this guy now? Yeah, I don't want to, like, Like, is his phone constantly going off because it's, like, lawyers calling him? Like, it's just, it's not a good look, and that kind of, you know, if we're talking about Deshaun Watson, apparently they're trying to trade him now. Yeah. Which is... In, they're asking for, I think it was like three first round picks or something. Yeah, three or four. Kind of I don't know. on that Insane. order of of demand, and it like who who is going to do that? Uh, I don't know. A team very desperate. But because I don't know. why would you go three first round picks for a guy that could like be in jail or something? Yeah. You know, like I, it it makes no sense. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm holding strong in the like there are. It's like it's not just like oh he got a, he has a one or whatever like an allegation. No, it is over twenty. These women these twenty two women forward, like that don't know each other and have eerily similar stories from are spanning all multiple lying. years, going Every all the way back to Clemson. Yep. So I I think there's even been some like early Clemson he, days. He just like, he just has this many masseuses and they're just <laughs> all liars that think no, the exact same fucked, lie dude. at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, like I, yeah, I don't know. The Texans are a up. mess. I, I have no idea what's happening there. But I don't know. So I, I obviously that's why, that's why Randall Cobb has to get out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bring it full circle. Um, but obviously, yeah, corners are. Everyone's going to be. You know, we have a secondary has a lot of new faces in there. Um, Bashad Breland also coming off a of shoulder surgery this offseason. He was not playing the whole practice, but. The time that he's been out or has been in the like playing, he has been impressing. Um, so I don't, I don't anticipate him. You know, he was on the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he okay. came from the Chiefs, and he, you know, was extremely productive with the Chiefs. Uh, it just they just drafted. I think their guy Sneed. They just drafted a couple was, last uh, year. Was Patrick Peterson productive anywhere? He actually was. I don't like you. I'm you kidding. like that's to, the joke. You like to think that he's just been awful. <laughs> he was like the best corner in the league, arguably. Like yeah. you know, year, several years ago, he's doing a lot better than Richard Sherman is these days now, though. Fuck. Uh, yeah. So Patrick Peterson, I'm sure will like right now. It's stated that Cam Danzler and Patrick Peterson are the starting corners with Mackenzie Alexander in the slot. Uh, obviously, then Xavier Woods and Harrison Smith on the safety spot. That's not going to change. Um, you have then Harrison Hand, who's had a great mini camp and then leading into training camp. Um, but Her- a lot of guys. Harrison Hand? Mm-hmm. His, la- his last name is Hand? Yes. H-A-N-D. Yeah, like your hand. What? Yeah. He's got good hands, too. I, I, don't, think, I don't think that's true. He does. He's, been, he's an intercepting he's a, everyone. He's a DB. But he's DBs are receivers they can't catch. Everyone knows this. Anyone that ever told you that is <laughs> just really like traumatized by really good dbs that's receivers telling you that are they gonna call him like the hand if he like knocks one down is that like his nickname i don't know probably like wait what's his first name harrison handy harry oh yeah hitman harry and handy harry i guess i don't know yeah um sure a lot of hairy guys back there uh eric kendricks had a had a funny quote today where he's he he says I got a lot of meat in front of me. He's like, it's nice being there. He's like, I got a lot of meat in front of me because he has oh. Dalvin Tomlinson and um, Sheldon Richardson and Michael Pierce that are like been oh. rotating in, in the defensive line. And Daniel Hunter. He's like, it's really nice that I don't have 
a running back coming untouched at me. He's like a lot of it, you know, because that that's what so he was all last year. To Stephen Weatherly, my God, and he's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's disrespectful. I think he's signed with the with the Panthers. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um. Or is he back on the team? I don't know. He was gone. I for... thought he was on the team still, but I could be wrong. No, he came back. You know, so he left for the Panthers, didn't do well, then he came back. It was Odenabo. Ifedi yeah, Odenabo you're, left. You're like mid-level defensive players are like Patriots assistant coaches. Like they just leave and fucking come back all the time. Mackenzie Alexander's like, it didn't well, go and, so And that's well. what drives me crazy. Like, because Mackenzie Alexander, I was, that, I was really bummed about him because we should have paid him. He has um, dreads, right? No. No, who am I? Oh, I'm thinking of Trey Waynes. Yeah. Trey Waynes. He they also went to the Bengals though. Mm-hmm. Trey Waynes got a he got cornerback one money and didn't play a single snap. Um, he's not a cornerback one. I'm sorry. That that's called a defensive Matt Flynn. Yeah. Uh, and so have fun with that, Cincinnati. We'll see you week one. Um, but Mackenzie Alexander, there were there were people freaking out about it was because of Jaron Curse when he left. Because he wanted a crazy amount of money. It's like, dude, you're a rotational guy. You came in when there was an injury, and you yes, you played really well, but you're not a every day or an every down defensive player. You're yeah. not. And like we we have Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith, you're not gonna play safety over them. And he started bad mouthing like Zimmer and all that, and then the it, the whole media came in because Zimmer is the ultimate football guy like he you know he's he hates kickers he's you know rubs oh, some dirt he? on it kind oh, of wow. thing and like he he doesn't put up with shit and so the media then takes that to players don't like playing for zimmer and then you have all these players that they leave P- players and, who are kickers and then players that leave and then they come right back because they're like i i want to be in that system because it, it, zimmer is one of the better defensive minds in the nfl he has been for his tenure. I mean, he there. There's a reason that are, we are you usually sure always do well. Like the whole thing where you know you're more likely to come back to an abusive relationship. And Don't it's think just, so. It's just a toxic situation. <laughs> Don't think so. And you can't function without it. Considering Patrick Pearson's him signing with us was because he wanted to play with Zimmer. That's what Xavier Woods said too. And they've never been around him, so they can't be abused by him. Yeah, but in training camp, he's gonna he's gonna really get a taste of Zim Zim, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, you're mean." No. And what I do like to see, though, so far, like in minicamp and training camp, Patrick Pearson has taken on, which I don't doubt because he did this in Arizona, taking on the mentor role and like have just having the guy. He doesn't have to play a whole lot. Like if he's not out there every single snap and every down one, he we didn't bring him in to be our corner one. Like he is not our CB one, and he's not the future of that. But having that in the room, you can. It's similar like to, to Cobb, where just having that wealth of knowledge for the young guys yeah I that's the right guy to have it's kind too. of a charles would say you know he's just as he's a sage yeah. of the position and, and he like a guy that's done it and been yeah. really good at that yeah. and he's the type of corner like he patrick pearson's always been like he doesn't put up with receiver shit like he's gonna get in your face yeah. and like he has he's a dog you know you want to you want your young corners you, you need to be that, that. yeah you, you, you cannot be pushed yeah. around because receivers they get away with enough. You need to be able to stand your ground. Now, I want you to to just repeat that a little bit louder for Justin Jefferson, who thought it was a flex to run routes exclusively on Patrick Peterson in minicamp. And I felt like I was the only one in the world going, that's not, that's less impressive. Well, he's never done he's it before. Your corner one. He already ran, no. he already ran on like, the other I, ones. I get it, but, but everyone was like, 
Justin Jefferson dialed in. He's refusing to run routes on anyone except for Patrick Peterson, who's kind of old. And I was like, that's not like, I think Justin Jefferson is very good. So I don't really feel like that's a flex. Like, it's, it, it's, weird. it's more of a flex because Patrick Pearson... It's like a reputation flex. Well, yeah. Patrick Pearson is so well-known yeah. in the defensive back receiver com- like world in the NFL. Like He is so respected by receivers like amongst the league that like you see him every single post game. Yeah. Like they, they, everyone, you know, it's, it's, this, this is a dude that, you know, has been around a lot of, and is guarded a lot of great players and has been, you know, he's done his yeah. time. And he, I just thought it was a strange, like I, I need to, to run against, I don't know. It was, it, it made me as long as confused. It, it, the, the longer that Jefferson or the, as long as he continues keeping that chip on his shoulder, I want, I mean, like, I don't know. I I I've obviously I've I've said a lot about Justin Jefferson and how much <laughs> I'm so happy for the the Eagles not taking him. Uh that was great. And yes, how good he is. Sidebar Eagles, you guys are still really <laughs> stupid and it makes me makes no, me Howie, upset. Howie Roseman, man, he he uh he's out thinking them all. He's he's doing something. I don't know if it's thinking. Um and then the last one you brought it up, Kellen Mond. He he actually has done well in training camp. He connected on a 43-yard touchdown pass to Amir Smith-Marset, ISM. Who who the fuck is that? The Iowa guy. That I told you about this a couple weeks we ago. We have received after our draft names, not you. I, when we, we drafted him, him, I said watch out for him. I, I said it's it's. I'm not calling that it's going to be like a digs type of situation, but we got him in the fifth round. Like just just keep an eye. His skill set. Very, very similar to Diggs coming out as long as the development. Obviously, it's it's a whole lot of ifs there, but I said just just keep an eye on that. Just watch for him. That's that's what I'm staking on. That I he's he's my dark horse. And, well, and, and you guys are gonna need that because it's about time for Adam Thielen to retire, I think, right? I don't think so. How, how old is he now? He is 30. But he's 30 with a keep, question mark. Keep in mind he is not uh yeah, he's 30. He j- he's He's turning 31 uh, August 22nd. Wow, his birthday is only three days before mine. Wow, and you guys are both named Adam. Cute from Minnesota. Wow, that's awesome. And you're 32. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But keep in mind, he didn't start being full time. So like, it's not like his body has been, you know, beaten, battered. Dental equipment game. That's that's never. That was never what actually happened. That's, those are grueling days with the. I don't even. I don't know any dental equipment to make a joke. I don't know what they're called. Like he didn't become a full time starter until like the tail end, of, like second, almost like halfway through the season in 2016. So he really only has four full seasons as a starter, and then some change. So yes, he's going to turn 31, but he also has a skill set that he's not. The burner, he doesn't need like that's not matter. He his separation ability is, is that good. It's not it's not like a Larry Fitzgerald, but it's he his it, it works. It, it works. Yeah, like he he can prolong that career for a while. So I'm not worried about it. There was no signs of him being slow last year, knocking separation, um, obviously, um, and I'm in a red zone threat too. I was going to be. Yeah, I think he there. had like ten red zone targets last year, and he N- caught nine touchdowns. No, he had more. He had like twelve. 12 and red 11 zone or touchdowns something. or 12 and 13. Yeah. yeah. Like it was absurd. 
Um, yeah, it was and, a stupid amount. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he he had 14 touchdowns I think last year, so I think he was only second to Devonte. Devonte, and I think Kelsey or Hill. I, I would one of them. Hill. I think he was like third. I thought in touchdowns, he had more than Diggs, which. Yeah, was, Diggs was just yards, yards, yards. Yeah, yeah, and it was targets, targets, targets. Whereas yeah. if you look at it, Diggs actually had only like thirty more yards than Jefferson on like fifty more targets or something. Crazy. You heard it here first. Stefan Diggs sucks from Adam. <laughs> no, Oz. I definitely do not say he's that. he's the worst. I definitely do not say that. I wish him. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Honestly. I. <laughs> No, you're not. <laughs> we are documented that you are not a fan of Stephon Diggs. No, I am Diggs. now. Now that he's yeah. out of that shitty purple uniform, right. he's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a gigantic. Fan. I don't. I don't miss the cryptic tweets. Um, I obviously miss having him on the team. I mean, he's ever. He's forever going to be, you know, in my heart with a miracle. But I don't know. I think. Imagine. Imagine a wide receiver core that was Diggs, Jefferson, and Thielen. Dude. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> but we would. There's the paradox that we wouldn't have Jefferson if we didn't get rid of Diggs. Because that's what we use that you pick. Have you could have traded. I don't think Kirk. there's. I don't, I don't think there's ever been a more win-win trade, like ever. It wouldn't have been though if the Eagles weren't so fucking stupid. That's the problem. Yeah, but you then, guys would have been Jalen Ragered up. Yeah, but we also ended up pairing that. I'm pretty sure we actually used the the fourth round pick that we used on Wyatt Davis, that we got from the Bills. Mm-hmm. So it's like the value that we got. Like if they turn out being like really good, it's like, I mean that was well, and, I mean, obviously and the Bills. The, the Bills got what they want, and the Bills get what they wanted. Yeah. They get a bona fide, you know, receiver superstar one. wide receiver yep. one, and you know they're not they're not doing so hot in the wide receiver department besides Diggs. Oh okay, yeah, I think we should talk about Cole Beasley is a stone cold psycho, dude. <laughs> He's it. It just it's like. He had a shovel and he started digging and he just didn't he just kept stop. Going. He just he, kept going. He couldn't stop. Like we are, we are a, we are a pro. Like get the vaccine podcast here, so we can have football. So please. we can, yeah, like and, and just, I, I just think that, like, I don't know. I, I, people are making this such a big thing, and I'm like, it's not. Like, do you yeah. realize that the NFL Players Association, when they came out saying, if your team. Gets, you guys have to if you cancel. have to f- cancel a game and you cannot make it up, that is a loss yeah. for you. No, it's a forfeit. It's yeah. worse than a it's loss a for like technicality so, reasons. So that yeah. will completely impact only a seventeen game season. That definitely a win and a loss or a forfeit or a tie that really impacts playoffs. And if that happened in the playoffs, your season's done. Yeah, oh, and you can tell that Cole Beasley, like some of his tweets were just hilarious. I mean, he had stuff where he was like. People say that like your odds of getting, you know, surviving or getting your odds of getting infected with the vaccine are low. But like I'm in the NFL and the odds of being in the NFL are low. So, and it it looked like that, like that means anything. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, dude? It's like if you don't want to get it. I I disagree, you know, kind of with your stance, but I guess whatever, it's your body, it's your stance. But like, he has he, teammates saying like, "Dude, yeah," like, and he's out here like like trying to like argue and like win the argument, and it's like you're not going to because you're not right. Also, when he said he called himself the best slot receiver in the league, um, <laughs> like like five days ago, his best his best numbers. 
Uh, most catches, 82, which was last year. Uh, most yards, 967. He's never cracked 1,000 yards. Uh, most touchdowns, six. Uh, he's literally got zero touchdowns, two, four, five, five, four, three, six, four. He's the GOAT. I just, he, I mean, he averages like not even 500 yards a season. He, he deleted that tweet about calling himself the best in the league almost immediately. As he should. It only survives in screenshots, but everybody screenshotted it. Yeah. So. I just, I, oh man. If it's a bad look, and like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills just kind of go, nah, like, no thanks. We're we're good. Yeah, because like he's also you're 32 years old. Are you are you wanting a thing to like give you a reason that you're not playing because you don't want to retire? Because it's like I'm showing weakness if I retire. I don't know. Like it's like he's just the he's the ultimate. It's a bummer too because I liked Cole Beasley before he went super crazy on Twitter. Like, I honestly, I I didn't fun. I didn't mind him in Dallas. I don't like Dallas just for people. He was thing the part of Dallas team. that I liked, but like though. he's from Dallas. Playing for the Cowboys, like, actually seeing success, undrafted. Yeah. Long like it was a hair, cool story. Tiny little white guy. You he know, went like, to SMU. Yeah, like you know, he had a lot of like cool, kind of like things with him, and they making all these crazy catches. He was the Dallas Thielen, you know, he, kind of he, in that same vein. The less productive, but yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Like he was the their hometown the boy. Yeah, yeah. And like, and then he just goes on like, okay, he gets any bit of fame, which like he's not like. I don't know. He's not good. He's like he's like top he's fine. fifty receivers in the, not even probably in the league. But yeah, I don't know. He's, he's definitely in not in the top thirty-two. Like I put every other every team's receiver one ahead of him. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, yeah, I don't. It it's just I don't know. It's very uncomfortable now, and it like I thought it had stopped, and then a couple of days ago it, it kept going, mm-hmm. and I realized it. I think it's been going on this whole time, and it's a tough look. It's not good, and I just 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 get just get vaccinated so you don't have to deal with it. And like I don't like how that's gonna be so shitty. Like, oh look, we got we you know we got COVID. We can't play. We got a loss or a forfeit. Like Lamar Jackson, yeah, he has COVID right now for the yep. second time, and I know he's not vaccinated. So it's like you you should probably just get it. I like good good thing that happened now instead of a couple months from now. Yeah. I don't know. It it seems like Especially a no brainer. Team like to me. the Ravens that are their windows open. You yeah. know they are very much in a contender situation, and I don't know. Um, Rashad Bateman about to light the league on fire. He, he the funny thing is he he probably will, and you're going to be very you're going to be more no, upset. If, okay, if he lets it on fire, no, because I already I know he's good, so it's not like he needs to prove to me that he's a good receiver. Right. I know that had he gone to the Packers, it would have been excellent. And he didn't for two so, years. If he has success, I—that was a Jordan Love shot. I heard that. <laughs> uh, if he has success and has a really nice season, I'll be happy for him because, I mean, I can't, I can't be mad at him for where you know which team drafted him, especially if it's not even in the division. But it will make me slightly more sad. But I already know that he's good, so it won't be like really adding any fuel to that fire because I am, I am confident that he would have been excellent. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, he's not going to be, he's never going to lead the league in receiving yards. Uh, I, I, as long as Lamar's there, just because a, they run, they have the, one of the best 
they have the best or most efficient running attack in the NFL, which... And their whole offensive scheme is built around the running attack. Yeah, but it's not like he's not going to catch touchdowns. Like, Lamar, 36 touchdowns in his in his MVP year, pretty sure that led the league. Yeah, that did lead the league. And then 26 last year in 15 games for him. And those are 15 games each. So it's like, he's going to have opportunities. And there there is no receiver, like, clear receiver on. Like, Hollywood Brown is not a receiver one. If he's your receiver one, you're lacking in that. Like Rashad and, Bateman. And they are. Yeah, Rashad Bateman is going to be their receiver one. So I, fe- I feel like it's also not fair to judge the last two years when they haven't had that with that. Because they, they're throwing the ball. I mean, he threw over 400, pa- he threw 401 attempts in 2019, his MVP year, Lamar, and 376 last season. So they do throw the ball. They're not l- the bottom of the league in pass attempts. So there's going to be opportunity. I feel like you're forgetting about a very important player on the Ravens. He's not on the Ravens anymore. He's got the need. The need for Sneed. Oh, God. Willie Sneed. I, uh... He was on the team. He's not good, though. No, no, he's not. He, he's not good. He is He is a receiver three at best. Like he yeah. is, He's never been good. He, his highlight leading up to that or like was... When he caught the fourth and ten or fourth and eight or whatever in the Minneapolis Miracle game, which should have sealed it, where they got in the field goal range to kick the field goal. Yeah, shoulda, shoulda fucking sealed it. Thank you, Marcus Williams, who's actually actually like really good. No, no, <laughs> I feel bad. It doesn't matter. He's never gonna you, live it down. You can't play football after you do that. That's just it. Doesn't matter. You could be the best. It's it's safety, right? Yeah, yeah. He could be the best safety of all time. He is, you like, need up to there. retire. At in that moment, like I'd say he's a top ten safety, and like that's that's sad. Like like he's never gonna no. He has Stephon, to have Stefan Diggs should send him. Case Keatum should send him like a gift basket once a year. Like how like quarterbacks think they're offensive linemen. Yeah, he should do some of that. Where it's just like every year he's like, hey man, like. That was really cool when you when you fucked up so spectacularly for no reason. <laughs> um. All right. What else? Even... Anything else to talk about? Really? Michael Thomas is hurt again. What else is new? Yeah, dude. Stay away from Michael Thomas in every single uh, fantasy. He's he's slanting like... up Cam Akers. <sighs> Did you hear about that? Yeah. Finally. Okay. Good. Yeah. No. Cam Akers. I I heard about that before. Well, we were talking about it in our fantasy group chat, and I was like, we should make Gabe draft Cam Akers, and you were like, no, I think Cam Akers is pretty good, and I was like, no, because I'm saying, like, no, I definitely knew that. I'm saying, like, he's just going to draft, like, the worst, like, the bottom person. Yeah, and so Cam Akers tore his Achilles. Uh, Yeah, I believe so. he's definitely done for the season and potentially long-ranging effects for his entire career because no one's ever really forcefully come back from that one and I tore my Achilles and I yeah it's not great you're you're just you never move though I don't know (laughs) yeah I I don't think I don't think it is oh Xavier Howard is demanding a trade yeah Yeah, Xavier Howard well yeah we knew about that going in he he's been at camp and he's been the whole I'm just here so just because I don't get fined on lynching um which you know is what it is (laughs) I don't we we also actually we never talked about Devontae Adams. Yeah, so we can go back to the Packers for a second here. So the Packers before all the Aaron Rodgers news happened were mm. in talks about an extension for Devontae Adams and those talks fell apart 
over the weekend, I believe. Which seemingly made it look like directly the, related with Rodgers. The, the last dance stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so then Rodgers comes back on Monday, and the report is that talks have resumed. Yeah. Or he's opened Adam's talks camp. again. Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. No. I don't think anyone thinks that's a coincidence. And it sounds like, based on Devontae's press conference today, which I didn't, I watched the whole Aaron Rodgers one. I did not watch the whole Devontae part mm-hmm. of it. But from what I've heard of that, he basically just straight up said, like, I want to be the highest paid receiver in the NFL. Yep. And if they don't want to pay me that much, then I, I will out. go somewhere else where they will. Because yep. someone definitely will. He's like... I mean, I guess you can argue like overall number one receiver in football, but he is, you know, I think consensus fantasy football wide receiver. I mean, he's he's awesome, and he, I think, deserves wide receiver one money. The issue is that DeAndre Hopkins' contract is way ahead of anybody else, and then mm-hmm. he wants to be above that. And I think the front office was saying, you know, we'll give you something in that realm, but not more than Hopkins. And, and let's also keep in mind, too, like how long of a deal is he looking for? Because he's 28. So, yes, like he's this would be his third contract in the NFL, counting and, and the rookie deal. It would probably deal. take him into his early thirties. Yeah, and yeah. so you a team, you know, is going to be less incentivized. Like, who knows what could happen? I mean, this, ob- this obviously, is the last big payday. Yeah, for him, and so I sure. I understand like him wanting, you know, top dollar money. It's unfortunate. It's always the the really unfortunate part of being a fan when they when that happens because yeah. you're like. Yes, I want to pay this guy because we love him, but we know when you do that, especially a receiver, like not like a quarterback where they can plug up so many holes, when it's mm-hmm. a receiver who you already know, specifically the Packers, your quarterback situation is really murky, murky. after two years. Yeah. At, at, at most. I mean, or like at least, uh, you know, or however I want to phrase that. At most two years, it could be murky next year. So, yeah. yeah, at most two years. You're in, like, in one to two years, things are gonna so, things are gonna be way. So up then in you here. look at your like, are we gonna be paying him like crazy money when we have an unknown, you know, entity? Yeah, you could have the best like, receiver I don't in know. the world, and if your quarterback stinks, sucks, then it, and you're uh, like, ah, that's terrible. It's yeah. it's the OBJ in the at the Giants, you know, for the most part, or yeah. you know, it, and, it, and so Deshaun I think Watson. I would Sean, love uh, for them to find a way. To make this work, I mean, I always, I've, I was saying recently, you know, the, the the cap is a myth because there's always something you can do and kick certain the can teams down are the better road. at working the cap than others. Yes, sure. that's very true, and I think there is. I mean, they could do this now. Whether or not they will and whether or not they should is a more complicated debate. I did see something that I kind of it kind of struck a chord with me today, though. I mean, we're paying Aaron Jones pretty decent money. I mean, David Bakhtiari is the highest paid left tackle in football. Mm. A lot of these guys, I mean, we have a lot of contracts floating around that are pretty sizable. Rodgers is getting paid a ton still. He's I not think Jair is going to be paid a lot. Jair is coming up and he's going like, to it's have gonna to be get paid. next offseason to yeah. be extended because he's in what, entering year four? Yeah. And so he is going to demand big bucks there yeah. because he's awesome. And the the problem with kind of, you know, the camp that says don't re-sign Devontae, it's not worth it. Who is behind him? Amari Rogers? He's not he's not a prototypical, you know, franchise receiver kind of talent. And even. you cannot bank on finding a Justin Jefferson type no. of explosion from a rookie. You cannot count on that. No. 
you never know. So that then you then you're talking about okay. So then do we like trade for a pre-established? You know, kind of like Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo, and I don't think that that you know then you mortgage usually your works. Yeah, then you're mortgaging your future anyway. So I don't know. It's very complicated. I love Devonte. I won't be mad at him if he leaves. I understand that you know this is his last big contract, and he is phenomenal, and his market price is huge. Well, you also know too. Like, if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, and like he's obviously been in practice, he's been in camp, he's seen Jordan Love, and knows I that. I really don't think it's about that. No, I though. know, but like, I I feel like he's gonna want to. I don't know. Like, if you're a receiver, are you gonna want to like stick around when was, you don't know who's he gonna be was throwing you the very ball? explicit about it. It's about the money. Like, it was kind of funny that Rodgers had his press conference and <laughs> repeatedly he was like. No, it's never been about the money. It's not about the money. Devontae Adams gets up there and he's like, "All right, bitches, listen up. Yeah. Like, it's all about the money." But it's really unfortunate to hear that from a. I don't know. Like, I, it's it's it, the hard it thing sucks, about being a fan. But yeah, it is because what it is. You get it because this, like you said, is his last payday. Yeah, he's not going to have another big contract again. So, and he is in a unique position where he tied the franchise record for touchdowns last year. I mean, he's lighting the world on fire the last two or three seasons, even right. sometimes without Rodgers. I mean, he was catching balls from Brett Hundley. But then it also is hard because his his only quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, is in, it's impossible for him to make anyone look bad. No, but so, I, I just said, I'm not, though, he's, I'm had, not saying, he's had many games with backup quarterbacks, and yeah. he's still put up good numbers. He's caught touchdowns and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I don't think you can say with a straight face that Devontae isn't like no, a special no, talent is, wide receiver. He is, he is a, one of the top-end receivers in the NFL, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's more so, I'm saying from like other teams' standpoint, like mm-hmm. do, they set, do they give him more than DeAndre Hopkins' money, who was doing this before Deshaun Watson got there, and who is well established, like insane numbers. Yeah. And like, okay, whose numbers are you, like, you you can literally compare to like Randy Moss and Jerry Rice and like all these stuff. And like you're like, all right. Yeah. I, that, I that, just it's hard. It's hard because for like a team being like, we're in a situation where do we want to spend all this money? Like it has to be a perfect situation, like the Bills. Yeah. Where they are like, we just need a pure receiver one. And they do it. I'm sure there will be a team but, that's like that. Yeah, I'm sure somebody is willing to give him that much money. I mean, there are teams out there with I mean, Kelly, a lack of receivers. Kenny Galladay got a lot of money this offseason. Yeah, Kenny Galladay got a lot of money this offseason. And he's and teams, never healthy. Yeah, and teams have to be maneuvering at this point with the knowledge that in 2023, I believe, the new media deals are going to go through. Cap is going to go way up. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really hope the Packers can find a way to make it work with Devontae and keep him around because, I mean... I think that at some point, you know, every player you love for the most part is going to end up somewhere else at some point, but it would be really nice to hang on to him for a few more years. Um, you know, I mean, kind of in that same, the Jordy and the Cobb vein where, yeah, they end up somewhere else at the end, but you know, you got him for quite a while. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't I, think there's any other, I don't, like, I think we kind of covered everything. Well, obviously oh, wait, wait, wait. Andy Dalton has a beard. Oh, is it? Is it- Orange, yeah, yeah, it's super orange, yeah. Uh, oh, Jimmy Gar- Kyle Shanahan announced there'd be no open competition this year, quarterback or this training camp. So yeah, Trey Lance just got it. No, Jimmy, Jimmy G <laughs> QB one uh, shocked no one. Uh, Zach Wilson still is not signed. He's the last first round pick that has not signed his contract yet. 
Does, he, does he need a parent there to sign it? I don't know. Him? He's practicing, but mm. I don't know. Uh, interesting that he also took number two. I don't know if anyone's number one there. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think we ever talked about Jets quarterbacks on this uh, show, but uh, I love Zach Wilson, and you know that. No, so. no, no, I'm just saying Mark Sanchez can fuck off. Oh, but. yeah, no, yeah, fuck Mark Sanchez. Yeah, he's still our name, basically. Um, all right, well, we're obviously so we are so close. We have preseason football coming up next week. Hard Knocks starts soon. Uh, I don't know. Do we want do we want to do a heart recap of Hard Knocks? I feel like we should. It's do with a the recap. Cowboys. We said we were going to last year, and then we did not. Like do it. it's gonna be with the Cowboys. So we get to see Jerry Jones, your favorite. We get to see Mike McCarthy. Z- oh, <laughs> if he brings out a watermelon, that is. I feel like we have TV to. doesn't get better. All right, than that. all right. So we're gonna we're gonna do a, a at least talk about preseason, and then we'll have a segment on Hard Knocks. Just. It's not going to be quite as Gruden-esque. But... We're going to live stream Hard Knocks <laughs> every episode. Um, yeah, so so that's our I – mean, we get first preseason games are going to be next weekend, which is – that's so exciting. I'm very happy. I mean, we are – we're we're here. We're, I, we're basically here. I can't believe – I looked on the internet today, and I saw Aaron Rodgers in a red jersey, and I – Oh my goodness! I was so happy. It was just pure bliss. Is it? Oh, is it when he goes to the Niners or no? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> stop it! It's the oh, red sorry. jersey because people get. So I was going to say the Broncos are orange, so maybe you got confused. Maybe it was the Broncos. No, <laughs> stop it! Can't Not wait for twenty twenty two. It's be great. It's be a great Rogers year. To the Chiefs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Patrick Mahomes. Ro- Rogers for Holmes. Just a straight swap. Pa- How about Patrick that? Mahomes. Uh, well, they. Uh, this off season, they welcomed their little girl. Um, I think with a question mark. I think we met. I think it was a girl. Yeah, no, welcome the little like girl. It was a girl, yeah. Uh, I think named Sterling. I don't know. That sounds silly. Enough yeah. To be true. Well, he he Patrick Mahomes became part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. He just recently, I think, just like yesterday or today, became part owner of the like the Sporting KC. They they're the Kansas City MLS team. Mm. So he is now part owner of two teams. Oh, I actually speaking of part owners, I want to uh, I want to send a message to Packer fans. Um, stop saying that Aaron Rodgers is an NBA champion. He is not. He has partial ownership of a team that won the NBA Finals. That he has no control over any sort of wait, organizational wait, decisions. Wait, 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 so Aaron Rodgers won as many titles in the NBA as he did in the NFL. That's but everyone's out there. They're like, congratulations <laughs> to the NFL and NBA champion Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, guys, this looks really sad. Yeah. Like this looks so pathetic. And I don't know if you're kidding or like just just be happy that the Bucks won. Like you don't need to bring and this is before he came back even too. So they were like going out of their way to be like Aaron Rodgers, who may or may not want to get the fuck out of town. <laughs> it is also so, it would look so bad for all these fans. They're like, oh, now he's the quarterback of the Broncos. Yeah, and I was like, Damn are you guys it. trying to like like kiss up and be like, ooh, Aaron, you're a we champion. You, Aaron. <laughs> like, Aaron's just like, I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Like, go back to I, your cheese and beer. Like, I don't, what? like, it was just, it was weird, and I saw so also, many people do it, and also, I wanted to tell people uh, to stop. shot at Green Bay in his press conference. It's not a tourist destination. <laughs> I know, that is but a it fact. was just like, he has zero try to share Cody. So it was like, you know, they're coming here to play with me, and then he goes, and this team, like there was a, there I was mean, a pause. I, I mean, yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, he just didn't give a fuck, which I respect him more for that than trying to 
Yeah, honestly, like I thought that his first press conference would be very by the numbers and, you know, half a step up from a post game That's of, what you I'm know, saying. Like, he doesn't give offense, a fuck defense, anymore. special teams, we got to execute better. But he, he, he really went out there. Well, he doesn't give a fuck what the organization thinks. That's what I'm, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. Shaka is a live, is no, living your best life. Gross. Yeah. This stupid ponytail. Yeah. His sunglasses. And he looks old. His, his shirt from the he office. He looks old. Have you seen The Office? It's a funny sitcom. From the 2000s. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things like, uh, what is it? The It's like The Sopranos. Like It's over. Find a new show. No. Find no. a new show, Aaron. No, Brian Baumgartner tweeted at him. He was like, nice shirt. It was great. I'd hope. It's his face on it. Yeah. It's kind of weird He's to wear. He's a Packer wear. fan, too. It's kind of weird wearing a shirt that has another man's face on it. I was walking around my office the last two I'm... days doing the belt. Do you think that's weird, too? Yeah, extremely. Yeah. Yeah, I got looks. No problem. <laughs> All right. Well, Only at the other Packer fans. <laughs> yeah. And know. by myself in the bathroom for a few hours. <laughs> I like also, I like how you hate. Like, we obviously went to the U yeah. of Minnesota here. And the U of Minnesota, what everyone yeah, calls it. Go, go Gophers. <laughs> roll the boat, Sky Ma. Go Gophers. Um, you hate Badger fans, as you should. I do. Yes. But then you, I, do you just ignore the fact that, like, all of them are Packer fans too. Yes. Okay. During the NBA like they're finals, they're the exact same. During the NBA finals, the there was a people. bunch of people that were like predominantly Packers, but also cheering for the Bucks that were going like, "Oh, Frank Kaminsky on Twitter," and I was like, "Shut up, shut up right now!" <laughs> like they, I don't know. Uh, like it's it's tough. It's because I also get in some Twitter fights. With, with Badger fans? No, no, or? no, no. With Vikings fans that love the Gophers, and I'm like, man, if we just switched levels here then we would, we would but you realize that so you're things. the weird one right no i know like I know you are the sure. anomaly yeah. and so when you get mad like when we wa- when we be at you know go for badger games when you're in college or you watching it trust me we don't usually do well in those games no so we get mad and you more than others yeah because i am surrounded no, 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 no. By, by wisconsin not always but i'm saying but like when we be at things you just be interacting at gopher games or whatever yeah at badger fans and you know yeah not letting them have it as you should as i should but then i'm just yes. sitting there i'm like you realize this th- th- these are the same people that root for the packers like, yeah the exact same yeah and they do the exact same thing so yeah, that's I, I don't care who they are <laughs> yeah okay. i care what color clothing they're wearing <laughs> okay that is i, I I find it Kevin Ohm to... only cares about color. You heard it here first. Of clothing. <laughs> oh well, that's that's a subheading. Of cl- that's, that's a subheading. I that's not the red line. I <laughs> I don't think you understand because being a child of two worlds, I choice. am uniquely surrounded by people who disagree with me. I'm surrounded by Vikings like fans. No, you like that. And I'm also you surrounded by Badger fandom, not literally, but on social media. I mean, everyone from my high school, with a couple exceptions, is a Badger fan. So I am surrounded by stuff that makes me mad all the time. You enjoy it. It has being taken mad. years. I do. It has taken years off my life, though, I'm sure. And I can't quit it. If I don't go on Twitter and not see you in a Twitter fight with some unknown person that I've never met before or know before at all, you, then something's wrong. See, now, the, the problem is that you, you're you the reason that I have to do this because <laughs> it pops up and it says, Adam Oz liked this tweet. And it's a tweet bashing the Packers somehow. And then I am morally obligated <laughs> You you pull me every time I think I'm out. You keep dragging me back in. You have zero self control. Yes, zero. 
No, no. See, I've. I'm pretty sure there's a setting where you can do where you can disable that. No, I have a system though. <laughs> I I get one mean quote tweet or reply or whatever, and then I don't and then I and I don't be me anymore. And I do and then I I'm strictly gifts after that <laughs> because that that keeps it light. That just gives the person that you're in the argument with. They're like, I just won. This guy's resorting to gifts. No. Yeah, no. that's what happens. Yeah, I think you're underestimating my gift game. No, I saw it. You had, the a, only gift, person... you had a gift from Inside Out. Yeah. I saw it today. Yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> I mean, with the exception of Bubba, I think I've only... I, I, don't have, I haven't had any truly hateful interactions on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're when you're like, and I look at him like, oh, Kevin's fighting with a meme account. Oh no, he's yeah. probably some yeah, they had bad memes. I disagreed old. with the memes <laughs> when they when they don't have a picture as their profile, and it's just like an icon or yeah, or a, a player it's a cowardly I'm way like, to go. Like, you're fighting with like a thirteen year old kid. I'm I might be fighting with a Twitter bot. I don't know. <laughs> Great. Just, I, ready, fire, aim. I'm not really, oh I'm not really gosh. taking that into account. All right. right well, now. if you want to get into a fight with Kevin on Twitter, yeah, bring it on, <laughs> please. He will hold no back. He just yeah. at Kevin no, no, no. Olm O L M two. Yeah, just, I, just tweet someone, at him. someone took the first one. Yeah, um, yeah. And like I said, you're gonna get you're gonna get someone a mean took response. The Originally, you could have been, and Kevin then you're Olm. you're gonna get all gifts <laughs> after that because otherwise it, it's just a spiral, and I'll just Cole Beasley myself. <laughs> So <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Another headline, Kevin Olm, Cole Beasley question mark? Kevin Olm equals Cole Beasley question mark. <laughs> Listen to find out. Kevin Olm that's, is the Cole Beasley. That's gonna be that's gonna be one of the clips this week. <laughs> Kevin Olm equals Cole Beasley. <laughs> oh jeez. But not for the reasons you think. It's like with those stupid ads, doctors hate him. Men want to be him. It's just like, oh, Jesus. Adam hates watching him. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. I think we're going to wrap it up. We're going to be here. Uh, I guess when when is the – let me find out actually when the first Hard Knocks is because – Yeah, because that's, that's when we're going to need to to start kind of – Getting on a more regular pace, you know, we've been kind of sporadic throughout the off season, but I think the plan is to get more regular, you know, with those weekly hard knocks. And then, I mean, once we get in the season proper, it'll be every single week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, August 10th is the debut of, of hard knocks. So that is in two weeks, basically less than two weeks. Yeah, so that that's probably the one the next episode. So yeah, out. we'll we'll be probably then recording on the eleventh. So and you can expect the next episode coming out on August twelfth. That will be recapping week one of the preseason. Uh there's only gonna be three weeks of preseason this year. So that's interesting. Does that mean there's gonna be only like less episodes? Probably. I don't know. Probably. Because it's starting out later because there's only three preseason games with yeah. the added uh extra regular season. Well, um, I, I don't think Mike will disappoint. I think three is no. enough. So, yeah. So, we're going to be back um, in a couple weeks here. So, look for that. And we're going to have a full segment dedicated to the Dallas Cowboys, who neither of us like. But, I don't know. I love the Dallas Cowboys. I don't. I like about? Dak. Like, I don't I have no issues with I, Dak. I love that the Dallas Cowboys are, are, like, talented enough to show how bad of a coach Mike McCarthy is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that made yep that that's good yeah it's true <laughs> all right uh all right thanks for listening to another episode of third and forever presented by Ten Thousand takes go to their website at 10k takes 
mn.com and find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K, where we post uh, clips of our episodes as well as random memes, uh, tweets, whatever. We're going to be more and more as the season gets closer and especially as the season's going on, we'll be more current. We're finally now getting news, which thank God we made it through the the rough stretch of the off season. Uh, I believe we still have our video that we are going to be posting. I believe yes. that you've been working on. As yes, we have a hype for, video as a for hype the video for the kickoff. That thank God I started that thing like six months ago because <laughs> I have been working slowly on it. Yeah, but so that's going to be coming out probably right before the 2021-2022 NFL season kickoff. Correct. Uh, beginning of September. So look for that in a little over a month. Um, but yeah, you can find links to me and Kevin's Twitters where we're a little more active. You can see, follow along all of the Kevin fights that he gets in on numerous, a daily basis, sometimes fights. multiple. Um, and it's usually just him against random no-name Viking fan pages, which yeah. is always fun. Yeah. Uh, Lots of searching in the gift keyboard. Bear bear and Lions Twitter. You need to be a little more active with fighting with Kevin. I don't know so. if Lions Twitter exists. I Somewhere out there. I bet there's a guy, yeah. There, There's like Vikings have been involved with Chargers Twitter. So yeah, that's they are, well, it doesn't help that the, literally the Twitter account for the LA Chargers put out a, yes, Keenan Allen's better than... Jeff- Justin Jefferson because Madden rated him higher. That's so bad. I mean, it's a simulation ad. <laughs> it has to be correct because <laughs> Madden is right all the time. It's always right. That's it's bad. Devontae and you have, you, have char- you have like the eight Chargers fans are like, why would they do this? Like, no, I can't believe like, you've done this. Like, we need to win like thirteen games now. Like, no, this is so bad. We're setting ourselves up. It's not good. But hey, there's only eight of them disappointed, so it's okay. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Well, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. I've been your host, Adam Oz. Joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Allen. Kevin, final words. Win now, baby. Win now, baby.